Normally, a catastrophic injury in the middle of a sporting event is the end of said contest for the athlete who suffers it. On the rare occasion, though, by sheer will, athletes have famously endured. With all due respect to non-combat sports, those people weren't getting punched in the face while injured, though. Had a team around them that could support them and protect them. Fighters have no such luxuries. And today, we're going to take a look at 10 of them who suffered serious injuries right in the middle of a bout and not only continued, but found a way to win. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 fighters who suffered devastating mid-fight injuries and somehow won. Number 10. Steven Thompson vs. Vicente Luque if there's one thing that Steven Wonderboy Thompson is known for, it's being a nice fella. If there's a second thing, it's being a silky smooth karate master. Third, he's hilarious. If I had to fight a bigger guy in a real situation, I'm going to kick you in the nuts right off the bat. 100%. One of his underrated traits that fans often overlook is he's a tough mother trucker. I said trucker because I know Steven wouldn't want me to curse in his entry. Yes, normally Thompson's elusive style means he's rarely in outright wars, only ever scoring two fight of the night awards, the most recent coming in 2019 at UFC 244 against Vicente Luque. This back and forth three rounder was a striking masterpiece, Thompson throwing and landing more significant strikes at the time than in any other bout of his career by a considerable margin, with Luque landing the most of any Wonderboy fight up to that point as well. Despite the extra output, Thompson was unable to put away Luke, instead earning a decision victory. He was tough, man. Let me tell you, got some power in his hands for sure. Um, injured both my hands trying to, you know, trying to put this guy away. Definitely the toughest guy I've ever had to face in the octagon. Luke's skull is apparently the final tier in Mortal Kombat's Test Your Might. He's never been KO'd in his career, and if that effort wasn't going to do it, I'm not sure what would. Thompson appeared on Ariel Helwani's MMA show following the fight, sporting some balloon hands. Number 9. Sean O'Malley vs. Andre Sukumtat the Sugar Show nearly ended before it really got a chance to start. Following his incredible performance on Dana White's Contender Series, Sean O'Malley saw himself thrust into the limelight fast. His first UFC bout would be the co-main event for a tough finale, and his second, the feature bout on a pay-per-view, UFC 222 against Andre Sukumtat. Unbeaten at 10-0, O'Malley opened as a minus 350 favorite, and in the first two rounds of the fight, he looked every bit of it. He was putting on a striking clinic. Sukumtat was going to need a finish to get the win, and he essentially had one handed to him on a silver platter, but for some reason decided not to take it. At about three and a half minutes into the third, Sugar attempted a head kick that did all sorts of damage to his foot. Apparently, the prospect had broken it before in the past, unaware, and while it healed, the kick aggravated the old injury and did ligament damage to boot. The result was a complete inability to move on that foot, and it was immediately and obviously apparent that something was wrong. Despite this, and despite O'Malley hopping every time he was on his feet, after kicking it once more, Andre chose to grapple the rest of the fight. What would have been a Sure win evaporated once the clock ran out, and a victorious O'Malley was left writhing in pain on the mat, hilariously doing his post-fight interview with Joe Rogan from The Canvas. I fucking love you, Joe Rogan. Well, I fucking love you too, buddy. Number 8. Gerard Gordeau versus Taylor Tooley UFC 1 was legendary and groundbreaking. It set the course for the sport in the United States. It was also a complete shit show. Nobody knew what was going on. Ken Shamrock wasn't even sure this event was legit until after the first bout ended. The first bout, of course, famously being Gerard Gordeau versus Taylor Tooley. The sumo wrestler tripped himself up rushing in on a takedown early, and Gordeau put him out with a head kick and a right hand just to make sure the job was done. Both strikes would injure the Savat fighter. The kick, which knocked out two of Tooley's teeth, would leave Gerard with one 
of those teeth embedded in his foot. The punch would break his right hand. UFC 1 being a single night tournament, Gordo wasn't about to let a broken hand or a tooth in his foot that could give him an infection requiring amputation stop him from advancing. So he taped up his hand, which looked like it belonged to the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and wrapped up his foot with the tooth still inside. Doctor said removing it at that point would make an infection more likely. I don't know, I'm not a medical expert. All I know is Gordo went out, TKO'd Kevin Rozier in less than a minute, and then carried his tooth-filled foot and gigantic swollen hand to the finals, where he would lose via rear naked choke to Hoist Gracie. But the fact that he even made it that far is beyond remarkable. Number 7. Randy Couture vs. Gabriel Gonzaga Joe Rogan's hero is Randy Couture for good reason. Not only was the man kicking ass as the UFC heavyweight champion in his 40s, he was entirely undersized for the division, and in a title defense against Man Bear Gabriel Gonzaga, finished off his opponent with a broken arm. The first two rounds of the main event were going about as well as they could for Randy. It was the classic Couture fight. Cage clenching, takedowns, a suffocating pace, Gonzaga's nose was broken and he was in deep waters by the third. It was desperation time for the Brazilian. One of the more memorable moments in the fight was the massive head kick that Randy he ate like a bowl of Lucky Charms right before scoring a takedown and finishing the fight with his ground and pound. What was entirely more remarkable, but a seemingly run-of-the-mill moment, was the kick he blocked right at the beginning of that round that gave his left forearm what is known as a nightstick fracture. The kick cleanly separated his ulna bone, and the natural would spend six weeks in a splint following the bout. That didn't stop him from using that exact arm to beat Gonzaga's face in until the referee was forced to stop the fight. Captain America, you are a legend. Number 6. Conor McGregor vs. Max Holloway his foot may have been a balloon before the bout with Habib Nurmagomedov, but much earlier in Conor McGregor's UFC career, heading into a showdown with a young Max Holloway at Fight Night 26, his left knee was totally fine. The Irishman was starting to garner a bit of hype only two fights into his time with the promotion, and was expected to put on a striking display. He did just that. The first round was vintage Conor, really lighting up Holloway on the feet and throwing him off of his game. His normally high output completely stifled. The second round was much more of the same, but about three minutes in, McGregor Gregor would catch a kick from Max and subsequently end up on the ground. During the ensuing bit of grappling, Connor would completely tear his ACL, sprain his MCL, and partially tear his meniscus. He didn't know at the time that what had just happened would sideline him for nearly a year. All he knew was that he needed to find a new way to win. As Nate would put it, Oh, you're a wrestler. <laughs> McGregor would fire takedowns almost immediately anytime the fight would get back to standing for the remainder of the bout, putting in some serious control time from top position in the second half of their 15 minutes. Connor would score a UD win and told Joe Rogan afterwards regarding the injury You must improvise, adapt and overcome Number 5 Demetrius Johnson versus Miguel Torres one of the greatest feats of Demetrius Johnson's incredible UFC career is hardly ever celebrated. Miguel Torres was a huge fight for DJ in his early run in the promotion. At 39-3, Torres was kind of the fucking man. In fact, DJ would earn his first ever UFC title shot against Dominic Cruz directly after defeating him. In the first round of their UFC 130 bout, Torres pretty much took it to Mighty Mouse. It wasn't a 10-8, but it was certainly close. Round 2 didn't start much better when Johnson broke his fibula clean with the first kick that he threw, checked by his veteran opponent. No big deal. Broken leg, what's that? Who needs legs? I still got a tibia that works. Who cares if I can no longer stabilize myself? Amazingly, DJ would grapple the hell out of Miguel for the rest of the round, his corner at the break asking for more stand-up because they felt he was killing Torres on the feet. Demetrius let them know, quote, my right leg is fucked. Not that that would stop him, though. DJ would go out for a third round, this one a bit more back and forth, and as you can imagine, also very grappling heavy. In the end, Johnson would get the unanimous decision, and while his amazing career as flyweight champion would overshadow this incredible victory, it's certainly worthy of the praise it doesn't seem to get. 
Number 4. Rich Franklin vs. Chuck Liddell Probably the most famous example of getting injured and still winning on our list, Rich Franklin and Chuck Liddell had a one-round banger at UFC 115, and it would take the pet detective to the brink physically. Early in the fight, Franklin blocked one of the Iceman's kicks, breaking his left forearm in the process. He immediately shook it out because that's what you do when someone breaks your arm with a kick. Around three minutes into the fight, he sneaks a quick glance at his arm, I'm assuming to make sure the bone wasn't tearing through the flesh like it had to have felt. Besides that very quick glance and that little shake, you wouldn't know the man just broke his arm until after the KO finish of his legendary opponent. The final blow came with a right hand as Chuck was rushing in, but Rich was still throwing the left despite the break. Finally able to reveal his injury, Truman Show put his arm in an invisible sling, prompting Joe Rogan to ask what happened. Franklin admitted that the injury did throw him off his game a bit, of course because he's a legend. Ace said even if the bout had gone on to another round, he would have kept fighting. Number 3. Robert Whittaker vs. Yoel Romero Imagine having to fight Yoel Romero. Terrifying, right? Imagine going into that fight, and you're not exactly 100%. You injured your left knee earlier in the year, it's healed but it's not 100% just yet, even scarier. Now imagine in the first 30 seconds of that fight, Yoel kicks your knee and gives you a grade 2 medial ligament tear. I'm sorry to inform you that you are Robert Whittaker at UFC 213, and it's going to be an incredibly long 24 minutes and 30 seconds. It was the first real strike thrown in the interim middleweight title bout, the controversial and oftentimes injured injury-causing oblique kick. In this instance, it shredded an already weakened MCL. Whitaker immediately felt the pain, the injury and instability throwing him off of his game. First and second rounds, it, it was it was hard to ignore because it was fresh, the injury was fresh and, and, and it hurt. <laughs> Thing is, Romero didn't know he injured Bobby Knuckles. Joe Rogan correctly assessed in the first round that something was wrong with Robert's legs. He said it was a subtle change in his movement. His suspicions were confirmed when Robert told his corner following the round that his leg was trashed. Every indication should have been that a monster like Romero was going to win a fight against a guy with one leg, but the back-and-forth fight would go Whitaker's way, and the injury is in part why we got GSP versus Bisbean, so everybody wins. Except, sadly, for Yoel. Number 2. Oleg Taktorov versus Tank Abbott the UFC 6 tournament was pure early MMA awesomeness. This was the debut of the fan-favorite brawler Tank Abbott, America personified in MMA form. His first fight takes 18 seconds, his second less than two. He was going into the finals pretty much fresh. MMA pioneer Oleg Taktorov would meet him at the end of the tournament. He spent even less time in the octagon than Tank. His first fight, a 57-second submission. His second, the fastest recorded submission in UFC history, just nine seconds. Also, the fight was almost certainly a although it would appear Oleg wasn't aware based on the death stare he gave his opponent. If you want to learn more about that, watch our 10 allegedly fixed fights in MMA history video. You're welcome. Now, while Tank was very likely rehydrating backstage with a keg of beer, apparently Taktarov was not. He came into the bout severely dehydrated, and after a grueling 18 minutes at elevation in Casper, Wyoming, that saw Tank on top for about half of it or more, Oleg managed to score a dramatic rear naked choke finish to become the UFC 6 tournament champion. Immediately afterwards, he celebrated by looking as if he was dying in the cage, and that's because he was. Suffering renal failure, a la Dada 5000 when he fought Kimbo Slice and spent weeks in the hospital, Taktorov was told by doctors that he had only a gallon of water left in his body when he should have had about 14. Pretty tough to top being near death and still winning your bout, but there's another that's even more incredible. Number 1. Yuki Nakai vs. Gerard Gordeaux 
you would be hard-pressed to find a more incredible story in mixed martial arts than that of Yuki Nakai in the Valetudo Japan 1995 tournament. Nakai, a 5'7 lightweight, was matched up with the 6'5", 215-pound Gerard Gordeaux, now without any teeth in his leg. In the second round of the quarterfinal matchup, while attempting a heel hook, Gordo purposely and illegally gouged Nakai's right eye several times, permanently blinding him. He has absolutely no vision in that eye to this very day. Despite this horrifying and life-changing injury, Nakai would go on to win after over 30 minutes of fighting with a heel hook. Already an incredible enough feat to make him number one on our list, but the madman advanced to the semifinals instead of going to the hospital because you can't be more blind than completely blind, right? He wins again, this time seven minutes into the second round with an armbar over Craig Pittman. Yuki would go on to lose to the legendary Hickson Gracie in the finals via a rear naked choke, but even getting there was overachieving. The incredible event was prominently featured in the documentary Choke. Nakai would keep his blindness secret for years out of fear it would hurt the sport's reputation, which he felt was unfair because the eye gouging was illegal and shouldn't reflect the sport. As for Gordeaux, he said he would do it again in a rematch. What a great guy. This video was chopped together by our newest editor, the man himself, Clay from Uncle Joey MMA. You can follow him on YouTube and Twitter at Uncle Joey MMA. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day. Thank <laughs> you.